Do you remember healthy Harold from when you were growing up? Harold, bless him, was scary in the 80s. He had red bloodshot eyes. He'd been up drinking and smoking. So the kids were given that straight and he's he's much friendlier today. Today on Feed, Play, Love, Healthy Harold, the new improved Healthy Harold, is heading to your local preschool. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Healthy Harold has a new early learning program heading to your preschool soon. It's covering health, safety and emotional well-being. Australia's favourite giraffe will be introducing three to five-year-olds to a healthy start in life. Kelly Sloan is the CEO of Life Education Australia who run Healthy Harold. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hi. It's good to be with you. Now, we were just talking before we started this about um, your experience of Healthy Harold Mm -hmm. when you were a kid and you said you didn't have one and neither do I. However, (laughs) every time I mention Healthy Harold to anyone else, They've all had an experience of him growing up. So (laughs) why did we miss out? We missed out totally. (laughs) I was in regional South Australia and and we didn't have Healthy Harold back then. We had Slip, Slop, Slap and all of that stuff. So I've tried to make up for this sort of lacking in my childhood by um, working with Harold as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) You're filling the gap. However, when I ask people about their experience with Healthy Harold, lots of them will say, Oh, you know, it was, we'd go into this dark, dingy caravan and this giraffe head would pop out. And I was like, that sounds a little bit creepy. <laughs> so how has Healthy Harold evolved over the time that he's been around? Because it's been since like the late 70s, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to cast dispersions on his character. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in this, in the 1979, when we first started, and then shortly thereafter in the early 80s, Harold wasn't as cute and fluffy as he is now. He was this animatronic giraffe, right? Basically, this long neck would stick out and come out of the wall. And <laughs> Harold had bloodshot eyes and um, and he was kind of droopy ears. And, and that's because he hadn't been looking after his health and he'd been ah. perhaps smoking or drinking the night before. So after he'd learnt the lessons, Harold would re-emerge, looking a bit fresher and happier with blue eyes. Oh. So Harold, your, your friend... <laughs> You know, it was the school of hard knocks in the 1980s, wasn't it? Those of us who grew up in that period. But um, uh, Harold has evolved from being somewhat, um, you know, of a party animal, (laughs) literally, (laughs) to um, a softer version today. And, of course, the programs have adapted over the years as well. Mm, I won't talk about that, but Mm. someone did say to me when I, I mentioned we were going to be talking about Healthy Harold, the first thing they said was, why a giraffe? Is there any is there any information like are giraffes meant to be, I don't know, more accessible for children? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons and I think we've made a few up along the way as well. You know, <laughs> some people say it's because, you know, a, all of a giraffe's spots are unique and every child is unique. Uh-huh. So that's one. Okay. Um, that he's sticking his neck out for kids. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the story I've heard from our founders is that, you know, we, we started in 1979 in a classroom in the Wayside Chapel in King's Cross in Sydney, which was at the heart of the area where there was a heroin epidemic at that time. And Reverend Ted Knoffs, who was running the Wayside Chapel, was tired of seeing the problem, the end result of drug abuse. 
And he knew that we had to fix this problem. And that started with prevention and it started with kids. But kids in that area came from broken families. They were very introverted. And he, and he found that the classroom of kids would often be looking into their laps, curled up, too shy to kind of look up, didn't want to engage with a strange adult. And so the idea was that when this giraffe's head came up, they were forced to look up. They were forced to look up and engage. And they laughed their heads off at this strange, <laughs> crazy giraffe. And from then we had sort of captivated their imaginations. And so Harold's sort of stayed with the program ever since. Such a beautiful story. Mm. I like that one most. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So as I said, everyone I know has Mm. a story of healthy Harold and most people know him now in primary school. Do you have any stories from parents who did see healthy Harold as a kid? I mean, I mentioned a few from... (laughs) The people I've spoken to that sounded questionable, but they all smiled when I said Healthy Harold. I mean, do you have any stories from parents bringing their kids through again? Absolutely. And look, we even have life education educators who went through as a child and it was their dream to work with Harold when they grew up. So it's so beautiful. Look, I even had lunch with a friend the other day and I didn't know this about her, but she had been to life education as a child. And while everyone remembers the happy memories, if you dig a little bit deeper and you say, what what did what do you remember about what you learnt though? People will come up with bizarre facts like your intestine is X amount of feet long <laughs> and all of this other stuff that they learn. But occasionally you get really, um, and I've got tingles even thinking about it at the moment. She, this friend of mine told me how it was through going to life education that she realised that she is special and unique and had um, autonomy over her body. Yeah. And that enabled her to, to speak up about some things that had been happening that were very wrong and it was life-changing for her. Wow. And um, very empowering um, because children don't have a voice and we hear this all of the time. You know, there was a, you know, children do speak up after having our lessons because we, this feeling that they have, we talk about the feelings in their body when something isn't right, you know, for the little kids who aren't sure how to express it, when to go to an adult, who are the safe adults you can rely upon when things are okay and not okay, when it's okay for you to do things to people and when it's not okay, when it's okay to get a hug, when it's okay to say, no, I don't want a hug. All of those kind of protective behaviours are so important. And for some children, it's a bit of a revelation. And so all of our educators are are taught how to manage those situations, um, make sure that they don't, there's no disclosures in our lessons, but it's very powerful. On a, you know, there are other stories that we get um, because of the environment and because Mm. Harold's friendly some little kids, you know, who perhaps have um, learning difficulties or uh, are really afraid to open up to adults, even trusted adults like their teacher, they talk to Harold. And it's beautiful. I was at the Easter show one year and um, a mum had her little child there and she just started, the mum started crying and I didn't know what was going on. And I, I sort of said, excuse me, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help? And she goes, no, no, I'm really happy. I'm just a bit emotional. And I said, oh, is there anything I can help you with? And she said, no, it's just that my little son there um, hasn't spoken a word in three months, selectively mute. Wow. And started speaking to Harold. Oh. So there's magic with Harold, right? There's magic. And there's magic. I mean, he's the hook that we hang our lessons on, right? He's the the star, but he's a trusted, he's a trusted giraffe, (laughs) as strange as that sounds. And the atmosphere we have and the lessons that we have year on year on year do build up the confidence and the skills and the strategies in kids to make safer and healthier choices. And 
you know, we're really proud. We've been doing that for 42 years. That's pretty incredible. And, and I, I am loving all the reasons behind the fact, reasons why Healthy Harold's still yeah. such an integral part of the program. And I suppose that brings us to this revamping of the preschool mm-hmm. curriculum. Was Healthy Harold in preschools before? And this is like an updated version of what he would have been taught yeah. teaching. Look, we, um, we have generally played most heavily in the primary school space. Uh, but certainly in the last 10 years or so, we've had a, a heavier focus on preschool. So we're essentially age three to 13. Two-year-olds, forget it. They just want to dance, right? <laughs> yes. But the play-based learning that we do in, in different states call it different things. There's preschool or, or kindergarten, in some people call it, whatever, your early learning years. Mm-hmm. And if we are there and, and doing our play-based versions of our lessons that are age-appropriate um, with Harold, it sets up some really lovely foundations and and sets up a level of trust for when we visit them in primary school as well. You've mentioned how you talk about consent with the kids mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure many parents and carers listening can understand how that works with little ones in terms of the feelings in their bodies, yeah. what's safe and what's not safe or what's right or what's yucky. Mm. Um, the thing I'm interested in, and I'm imagining this is probably a big shift in your curriculum over the years, and that's the online safety component. I spoke to a friend the other day who's very conscious of that stuff, and she said, what you need with online safety is never allow your child to have a device with a closed door, you know, where you're not there. But that's more information for the parents. I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. how do you talk to this particular age group, three to five, about online safety? And gosh, it's, it's tricky. We know that they're playing online. We know that 89% of four-year-olds do play on the internet. So it's just, mm. it's a modern fact of life. I mean, from the moment they were born, think about it, probably one of the first things they ever saw was an iPhone taking yes. a photo of them, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, they go up and they try and swipe the TV. Like this is innate <laughs> for them, right? They, yes. They're learning it like they're learning to smile. And so it's it's critical. We, we can't just say, hey, they can't be on it. They they It's absolutely part of their lives and they see us on phones. So the fact is they're there. And the fact is also four-year-olds are very trusting, you know, little angels. And, you know, the, the same survey that showed how many were online also said that about 73% of them would happily pass over their name and details to someone if they asked them who they were online. So... There are three sort of key areas of danger and there are different ways or caution really in different ways to address those. And one is the sort of the contact part, right? That's who might be there talking to them on the internet. There's conduct and that goes more to the cyberbullying. And then there's the content, what they might see. So there's a few overlapping strategies for parents and for kids. But, you know, the way, first of all, we manage that with kids is to talk about it very much like it's an online playground, and you just have to say there's no difference between the online world and the real world. And for them, it's like, duh, yeah, they, these worlds are integrated. But if you say if you were in a playground and someone said that to you, how would that make you feel? And so it's all about how to be nice, how to play respectfully, talking about boundaries. But we, we don't do it in a, um, in a heavy sense. It's wrapped into to play and songs and um, activities So we don't sit down and say, you mustn't do this and you mustn't do that. That just doesn't work with the little kids. But then we also provide information for the parents. So, you know, the advice from your friend about not letting them play on the internet behind a closed door 
is absolutely appropriate advice for a four-year-old. It gets tougher when you've got teenagers yes, <laughs> or tweens. It gets yes. much tougher. But at that age, you do have control. It's one of the, you know, make the most of having that control and <laughs> make sure that you're just having a glance over and then you, you can use some of those sort of teaching moments with your children. Are you being friendly? Who are you talking to? Is that someone you know? Hmm. Would you play with a stranger in a real playground? Okay. Well, then we're not going to do it online. And, and it's also very important to set up boundaries and time limits. Um, we all have to give ourselves a break sometimes, especially coming out of lockdown. A lot of our, you know, we were all very good beforehand with, you know, disciplined with our boundaries and, and it's okay that that slipped. But, you know, we have to be mindful. They're very vulnerable and we need to protect them and we, we're the only ones that can do that job. Yeah. And it, it also strikes me as kind of fortunate that parents who have young children now who are going to be able to access these kinds of programs, their kids are going to be so well set up for dealing with the online world in a way that uh, even our older kids in primary school yeah. or high school, especially high school today, just never had because yeah. we were, it was kind of the horse bolted and then we're like, oh, hold on a second. Exactly. We need to teach our kids how to behave in this space. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're very fortunate to get that information now. It can make a real difference, can't it? Yeah, it, it can. And unlike, I suppose, the people in their 20s now are the ones that expose their whole lives on Facebook. Your 16-year-olds of today they just don't do that. They have no digital track, you know, track record. Mm. They're very clever. They hide everything. It makes it infuriating. I've got a 16-year-old <laughs> to try and find out what they've been doing and who they're talking to. You just can't find out anymore. So they're ahead of us. Yes. They're ahead of us. So developing those relationships early with your children, even before they start school, is sort of integral. This is part of life. We have these chats. You have a device. It's actually my device, not yours. You know, mm, mm. I mean, then they, then they say, stop calling it a device. It's a, you know, it's a whatever, <laughs> you know, and you feel about this small because you can never keep up. But, um, but early chats and often, um, is, is the only way it's the hard yards. There's no, there's no shortcut yeah. to keeping your kids safe online. You just have to put in the hard work. And if you're on your phone, you have to model good behavior and put it away. That's another toughie for all of us who are flying around. But maybe have that screen time, mummy and, you know, son or daughter screen time where you're doing that together at the same time. You can glance across. Oh, it's a biggie, but you're right. It's so important that we engage with it. Oh, I love talking about Healthy Harold today. So much great yeah. history, but also it's really nice to see how it has evolved over time yeah. and it's still relevant. So thank you, Kelly. Thanks for coming oh, in. It's been a pleasure. And if anyone has any more questions, especially about the internet stuff, there are great resources from the eSafety Commissioner. Um, especially for parents of under fives, and we're a, a trusted provider with them. So we um, we get that information too. But there's a lot of resources. Use it and um, encourage your kids to see Healthy Harold. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll put some of those links in the notes of this episode. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. That's Kelly Sloan. She's the CEO of Life Education Australia, and they are the ones that bring us Healthy Harold. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.